We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports director ever at WROC-TV and uh, is a writer uh, writing over at rochesterfirst.com. Thad, thanks so much for joining me, my friend. I also can't forget to, to mention that you are the co-host of Buffalo Kickoff Live. Uh, very handsome on television, by the way, Thad. You do a great job. We're really looking forward to, to a quick little segment with you here. You've been kind of talking a lot all week about uh, and, and, and posting articles um, at rochesterfirst.com about some of the things you've been seeing out there on the field. Let's start with today before we kind of you know work in reverse here, Thad. Tell me a little bit about today so far throughout the first public session at Highmark Stadium. A little bit of your thoughts about A, how many people are there? Pretty wild. It's their first opportunity to see this Bills team since 2019 without restrictions. And B, who has stood out to you today during the team portions of, of practice? First of all, Nate, thanks for the fine intro. Not only do I sound uh, attractive to the listeners, but also very busy. And I think both those things are wildly exaggerated, but it's appreciated. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, today, I tell you what, um, so Stefan Diggs is not practiced today. He actually sat out the second half of yesterday. I don't think there's anything really wrong. I mean, he's dancing around on the sidelines, bouncing around, you know, it, no, not on the injury report either. So I would have just about zero level of concern. Um, but to, to say he has not practiced, so that is a thing. Um, and without him on the field, the passing offense does look different. You know, it looks a little more mundane. You know, the Josh Allen that absolutely dazzled pretty much Wednesday, Thursday, Friday has not been there today. Josh still making some good plays. He actually made a, a nice one where Ed Oliver got in clean on a blitz and, and he scrambled away and, cut off his back foot, threw one on the sideline to Zach Moss. But in general, this is, you know, easily been Josh Allen's uh, worst day today. Um, you know, so the defense, I think, actually is probably the thing that's uh, most impressed just in general. Uh, Tyler Matikiewicz had an interception. They hit him in the gut, couldn't make the catch, but was in the right spot. Tremaine Edmonds had a similar thing on Josh Allen. So I think this has been uh, the best day for the defense overall, not just because it digs, but uh, in general for that side of the ball. And, Thad, I mean, I think – you know, consensus and argument's sake, you would say that for the most part, defense is always kind of the first unit in terms of training camp to sort of start quickly, and then the offense sort of catches up from there. But kind of what how you're describing is it's almost been the opposite for this start of training camp. A hundred percent. This offense came out absolutely blazing. I can't, I can't remember ever covering a Bills offense in preseason that looked like this offense looked the first three days for even three drills in a row. I mean, it was. It was as good as anyone could possibly hope. I mean, the Bills have a quarterback that was down near the MVP last year, and frankly, he looked exactly like it. Oh, wow, that was nice. Looked exactly like that for the first three days. Uh, Josh, I don't know if I can even do play-by-play here, so uh, I'll just say Josh Allen did something really good and, and raised his stock for today. Um, but it, And really, the play I just saw was kind of consistent with, with what's been happening earlier in practice. Um, and it, it's been fun to watch, and everything Bills fans could possibly hope for from Josh Allen and his passing offense. So before, because I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the defensive side of the ball. I talked a lot about offense, but I, I'm, I'm sort of riveted by this idea of Jay Kumaro. And, and really, the, the reason that I'm so interested in it is I think most of us all were under this idea or under this consensus that Isaiah 
uh, not Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah Hodgins was going to really kind of be penciled in as that last guy. This is a, this is a guy that the team drafted. They stood behind last year after after the injury and offseason surgery. It was a guy that was in the in the facilities all offseason, was making a mark. And 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 Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott both mentioned how noticeable Isaiah Hodgins' presence was in this in the facilities all offseason. With that said, he has li he hasn't been the story, and it's been more about Jay Kumaro, particularly when you're talking about Stephon Diggs not being at practice. Talk to me what you've seen about Kumaro and why he has been sort of the focus of the early part of here of training camp. Well, he's been better. I mean, just frankly, he's been better. I mean, he's made plays just about every day. Uh, nothing too spectacular, but Isaiah Hodges is not a guy who's flashing pretty much at all right now. You know, he's not a guy that's, that's making you stand up and say he needs to be on the team. We just had this conversation, me and the three reporters on the sideline. We're, look, we're only through day four, so there's a lot of camp and preseason and games and stuff to go. But sitting here right now, you know, to me, I think Jay Kumaro makes this team. And, you know, you think about Hodgins, who's a draft pick, who was basically hurt all last year. So last year's kind of a redshirt season. You'd wonder about whether you could get a sixth-round pick on the waiver, especially a guy who's been talked up as much as Hodgins has been. Well, right this second, I would expose him to waivers, try and put him on a practice squad, and if I lost him, wouldn't bother me one bit. I mean, that, that's where it's been through mm. four days. You know, Kumaro is the, the much better receiver so far, and I don't think it's much of a question. And, I mean, Thad, when you look at those two guys, I, I think – I'm not going to say that they're similar in skill sets. They're both large, um, which I think this team probably is – that role, whoever they decide to keep in that last position, whether it's Kumaro, whether it's Hodgins – I think part of the reason that maybe you're keeping one of those two is based on their size. No, like I, I think they bring a different size element than everyone else in that room. Yeah, that's 100 percent correct. I mean, you look at the other receivers, especially the guys that are going to be the mainstay guys. You know, uh, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. You know, they're not playing on anybody's pickup basketball team just by height. I mean, they're they're just not that kind of guy. They're they're uh, separate guys. They're escape guys. They're you know create space guys. And you know, Gabe Davis can be a little bit of that. You know, size receiver, but there's no doubt Hodgins or Kumaro would fill that role. But I'll tell you what, Nate, it's not just about that. I mean, on this team right now, if you talk about the whole wide receiver group, Kumaro and Hodgins are the next two best guys. You know, Lance Lamore and Brandon Powell, the rest of these guys have not come anywhere close to making a name for themselves. And Duke Williams, too. You know, when I told you about the conversation I had about letting Isaiah Hodgins go to waivers, you know, Duke Williams is not a guy that demands a spot on this team, not even the practice squad through what he's done during the offseason of the first week of camp so far. All right, Thad, uh, I want to switch gears and go to the defensive side of the ball. Tell me a little bit about this quarterback two battle that's been shaking out and playing out. Obviously, that was sort of the focus of everybody this offseason, and I don't want to say that it's faded into the black with a couple of other key battles maybe taking precedent, but talk to me about this battle between Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace. I know that you know earlier in the season when I've had you on the show, you were, you know if you were a betting man, it sounded a lot like you'd be putting your money into the Dane Jackson sweepstakes. Have you felt that way through the first couple of days of practice that that is going to be the move here moving forward, that you believe Dane, by, by week one, is ultimately the guy that's starting in that position? I still like him, but through the first week of camp, today Levi Wallace was the guy who took the first team reps. Dane was on the second team. And Levi has been the much steadier player. I mean, really, if you look at who these two guys have been and what we already know about them, they've been exactly that in camp. Levi's always been a, a steady, confident but not really super above-average guy. He's been exactly that in camp so far. Dane Jackson, I think, has a lot of potential, but he's a second-year player that only played five games last year, 
you're gonna, you would think you'd see up and downs with that guy, and that's exactly what we've gotten. You know, we'll, he'll be in one-on-one drills with a wide receiver, and he'll totally stone a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, and then come back and give up a pass to Lance Lenar. You know, so yeah. it's been an up and down thing with Dane so far. I personally still like Dane, and I can sit here and make the argument for him. But if you want to stand next to me and say, well, I like Levi and here's why, you'd have a bunch of bullet points that would be just as legit as mine. So I think at this point, uh, I'd say no blood has been drawn through one week of camp. Uh, Who do you think benefits the most from that, though, Thad, in a situation where maybe neither of them are able to to just make the statement play or, or make the make the move to really be the guy? Do you think if if no one really... I don't know, what, what, what's the word I want to use here? Like, shows that they're the one? Do you think that it's just Levi that gets the benefit of the doubt because he's been here? Absolutely. I mean, he's the incumbent. You know, I mean, think about, like, an election. You know, he's the incumbent. The other guy's got to come in and make a bigger name for himself. And, you know, I think the other thing, too, is the coaches know they can trust Levi. You know, like, if you want to look at it from the cynic point of view, you know, the devil you know or the devil you know, the, the, everybody knows exactly what the devil is when it comes to Levi Walls. And there's not a whole lot of devil. He's a pretty solid player. But... There's a, a confidence in exactly the level of play you get. And like I said with Dane Jackson, you know, from play to play right now, you can't count on it. You know I mean? If you want to put this guy out on the field, when the Bills are in Kansas City with a game on the line, I can't commit to you that he's going to be able to make a solid play. I mean, he might let, you know, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman run over his head and get downfield. So that's the concern right now, you know, with job. And, uh, Nate, I do got to say they are ending practice just now, so I got to get running and uh, get to work on uh, my, my one of my jobs, talking to these guys after practice. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, man. Too great to be on. Sorry, it couldn't be longer. Awesome. No worries, buddy. Thad Brown there on the Wester Hotline. He's the uh, the sports director over at WORC TV in Rochester and RochesterFirst.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.